helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. process is one of those terms people use but may not understand what it means. The Free Legal Dictionary defines due process as an established course for judicial uh, proceedings or other governmental activities designed to safeguard the legal rights of the individual. Part of due process is a judicial system designed to protect the rights of the individual. How's that been working out lately? Put another way, If you have a good case, how sure are you that you'll actually get a just outcome? More and more, our judicial systems seem to be more about the process than justice. As if going to the court is more like a child's game than a, a search for justice. You put your court case in, they kick your court case out. You put your court case in, and you shake it all about. Judges do the hokey pokey, you're turned inside out, that's what it's all about. Hello there, Everyday Americans, Paul Engel here. Yes, I did actually sing the judicial hokey pokey for you. Uh, I hope your ears will stop bleeding soon. I'm I'm not, my wife keeps telling me I have a singing voice best left of the spoken word. I'm glad you could join me for uh, my little silly intro, but for a very important topic I want to cover in this idea of just a judicial dance. We do this stupid little children's dance, but that dance has some very serious consequences. And based not just on on some of the news, but some of the questions I've been asked lately, it's really important that we begin to understand what due process is, the requirement that governmental actors give us due process. They protect our due process, our right. We have a fundamental human right to due process. And we start, we start learning how to deal with this you know, judicial child's dance called the hokey pokey. So let's start off here. Uh, U.S. federal claims judge Matthew Solomonson uh, wrote a LinkedIn post back on October 11th. Now, this was in response to different student groups at Harvard blaming Israel for the Hamas attacks and atrocities. He wrote that he would refuse to credential anyone who supports or even remotely sympathizes with terror in the form of a modern-day pogrom. Now, that's a, an interesting turn of phrase, but then again, uh, leave it to a, 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 an attorney uh, to uh, uh, use a $5 word when a 50-cent one will do, to use a, a, a fancy word for this. But it's not a bad word. It's a word I think we should be more familiar with. So what is a pogrom? It is an organized massacre of helpless people. Now, this is often referred to, we see, we hear about a lot in, the, uh, uh, in Russia, where czars and eventually um, leaders of the Soviet Union would issue, would issue pogroms to uh, basically to destroy ethnic minorities, frequently Jews. Now, as I said, this is in part response to student groups at Harvard, but it's not just Harvard. Student groups at universities, including Columbia, Yale, George Washington, all released statements and held protests in support of Palestine. 
the judge went on to say, I've seen credible reports and some evidence of current law students and recent graduates regarding various student groups that have issued statements either celebrating or endorsing or sympathizing with what can only be described as Nazi-like horrors in Israel. He said, if my position on what is disqualifying filters out would-be applicants to my chambers, all the better. In any event, I hope my federal judicial colleagues will agree, whether in public or private, but either way, I'm okay being out on my own on this. Now, here's where I'm saying it, and I, I have no problems with uh, uh, Judge, uh, was it was his name, uh, Solomson. I have no problem saying, listen, if you are going to support directly or remotely this type of, of um, ethnic cleansing, uh, this type of organized demonstration to attempt to kill another race, uh, I, in my words, I would say the Nazi-like atrocities of uh, targeting innocents, targeting civilians, uh, raping women in the street, uh, killing babies on video, killing whole families on video, torturing them on video for the world to see. If that's your support, yeah, I don't want you in the courts. So I think Mr. Solomson has a a good start. Right? I, I, he's standing up for his, his beliefs. Because think of it this way. If you're willing to support such atrocities against a people, either because of their nationality or because of their religion, how just an attorney can you, how just a judge can you be? Imagine you're Judge Solomson, and uh, uh, I'm I'm not a lawyer, never played on TV, but as I understand it, right, a judge is going to have their clerks do a lot of the research for them, and you get a research report or something from your clerk, and you know this clerk is has has acted in an anti-Semitic manner. If one of the parties in the case is Jewish. Do you trust that, that 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 analysis is fair? I'd have to question it. But it's interesting. So you might ask, Paul, then why do you refer to this as the hokey pokey? Well, first of all, this is one judge. This is not uh, um, this is not the Department of Justice. This is not a whole group of judges. So far, this is one judge. And, and and so far, this is his claim. And of course, what would happen if oh one of these uh, uh, one of these people supporting terrorism actually got denied um, a, a clerkship and and actually sued? What would happen? So far, this is nothing but a dance. Again, I think it's a good dance. I think it's a dance, but it needs. I think it needs to be more. I think we need to be. Uh, our, our, if you want justice in our judicial system, then um, it needs to be more than just the single judge here and there. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of curious why are more judges not speaking out? Why? And again, maybe they are, and I just haven't heard it. But why are there not hundreds of judges, thousands of judges saying? Um, hey, you know, Harvard, Columbia, George, uh, Washington, uh, you know, why are you putting out such uh, people with such uh, uh, horrific attitudes, Pe people who are willing to ignore justice 
and you're sending them to us to be law clerks. Um, why? What are these schools teaching? Where is the, you know, again, you've got the, okay, these are student groups. Where did these student groups get these ideas? You see what I mean about the hokey pokey? This is a dance, one guy dancing. I have no problem with the one guy dancing. I'm wondering where everyone else is and why people aren't looking at what these students are being taught that would um, lead them to support such horrors. Because if you think about it, you know, he, he made the point, Nazi-like atrocities. What reminds you a little bit then maybe of the, the Hitler youth who are more than willing to, uh, um, to abide by these atrocities? Could it be that these children, that these young people are being brainwashed in this? I don't know. We need to do more. Because we are dealing with, um, we are dealing with atrocities. And just to add one more log to that fire, uh, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency recently released a statement uh, claiming that people who claim to be from Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry of stealing food and medical equipment that this hospital uses for humanitarian work. Humanitarian work, by the, by the way, in Gaza. <laughs> you see, this was a compound that was in uh, Gaza City. They weren't stealing it from the, the UN trying to help the Israelis. No, they stole it from the UN organization trying to help the citizens of Gaza that they claimed to be helping. You know, I was talking to someone this past weekend and um, that question came up about Hamas. Why do people support, why do they, the locals support this terrorist group? And I'm like, you have to understand Hamas also claims to be a humanitarian group. Again, this is, you know, uh, uh, the, the uh, health ministry. Apparently these trucks, which claim to be from the health ministry, this is run by Hamas in Gaza uh that 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 stole this and again this is material that was being used to treat gazan citizens and apparently this is not new His, uh, according to um the un hamas has a history of stealing aid meant for gazans to use for their own assumedly for their own fighters which, of course, makes you wonder, again, are we dealing with a little bit of a Helsinki syndrome? I mean, a Stockholm syndrome of, you know, these Gazans are so behind the, are under the control of Hamas that um, they've, they've drunk Kool-Aid? That they believe that when Hamas steals stuff from the UN, that Hamas is going to use it for them? Why do I focus on that? Because these are the type of people that the students in these universities are supporting. The demonstration, there was one up in, in Nashville just this past weekend. Demonstration in support of the Palestinians, which are supporting the, the, the terror group. And I'm sorry, terrorist is, not, terrorist is not a sufficiently evil term. You know, terrorist is somebody who goes in and, and blows up innocent people. We are talking about the targeting of civilians. Uh, that's a terrorist. But this, these people, they targeted women. They targeted children. 
They targeted infants. And the fact that I have one judge that says, listen, I'm not going to have any law clerks with that type of attitude. It's a show. I'm not saying that that Judge uh, Solomson is showing off. No, no, no. I believe, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he believes this, and I, and I appreciate him standing up. But that is one judge in a federal judicial system with thousands, if not millions of people involved in it. Where are the rest of them? Where are the the calls for the law school saying, wait a second, why, um, uh, okay, freedom of speech, these people want to express this. Does that, are these people getting an education in justice? If you're an attorney and you went to one of these schools and were told that, oh yeah, you know, killing babies, raping women because um, you feel oppressed is, is perfectly acceptable. What happens when an American citizen in a U.S. court comes before such a judge or is represented or even prosecuted by such an attorney? I believe we are getting, we have a glimpse of that today. Not in this case over over Israel and Palestine, but over other things. That the the ends justify the means, that the, the political positions will justify just about every anything. Because if you can justify beheading infants for a political statement, I think you can justify any justify anything. I mean, if you're willing to justify beheading babies, freedom of speech is no big deal. If if, if you can justify raping women in the street for political end, gains, then well, charging people for expressing their opinion and putting them in jail. That's nothing compared to to the uh, uh, compared to you know raping women and beheading children, judging people without evidence. That's that's child's play, and compared to the to what's been going on in Gaza and Israel, and if you can justify that, what happens to us? What happens to our society? What happens to the soul of America if and when people with that type of attitude are making decisions or are deciding on justice? Now, listen, I've taken a break, but I do have some news for you. Um, The Patriots program at the Constitution Study is finally up and running. It's still got some work to be done, but it's there. Uh, this is very cool. I've been having a lot of fun working on this lately uh, because you've got the boot camp, right? The boot camp's been up and running for a couple months now, and it's great. It, you know, you, you get some basic training, you get some tools that you can use to defend your rights. Well, now the Patriots program is up, and this is where life gets interesting because we're focusing on education, communication, and activation. We're focusing on the tools not to create another uh, Patriot group. Uh, that's not the goal here. I want to help people that are patriots do things better. Make a little more, maybe make, have a little better education and foundation for their positions. Be able to communicate and then be able to, to do something in a, in, a, in a manner that is not only constitutional, but effective. And if you want to find out more, all you have to do is head to constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. 
And of course, you can still ask questions at the Constitution Study. I'm still looking for more questions to answer. I want to have a whole, I'd love to have a whole Q&A segment. Uh, so if you got some, just again, click the Ask a Question button, hit the little checkbox that says Answer it on the Radio. I'll be more than happy to uh, to do that. Again, find it all at constitutionstudy.com. If you look at the places to go, one of the places I go every day to get news and information is AmericaOutloud.news. It's part of my news feed. I get all sorts of articles, some of which I share here, some of which I share on social media, some of which I share on my website. But it's you know, I'm just one person. I can only contact so many. My, my reach is only so far. That's why I'm looking for your help. You see, this information from AmericaLoud.news is, is good, but it doesn't have any power unless we use it. That's why I say it's more important that you share this information. Find the podcast of this program, or maybe a video or an article or a story, something that moves you, something that is important, and share it. See, if we wish to enjoy the blessings of liberty, we must exercise the blessings of liberty. And that includes freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and the willingness to share the rest of the story, not because we want to prove people that we're right, but because we want to expose them and ourselves to these other ideas so that together we can search for the truth. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we secure those blessings of liberty. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. 
visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You're free to join the Constitution study. And today, we're talking about the judicial hokey pokey and, and this idea that the judicial system has become more of a dance than an actual search for justice. And, uh, well, there's a lot we can say. I talked uh, about the, uh, uh, the judge who won't have, uh, uh, who won't have people that support terrorism as his clerks. And that's, that's one thing. That's fine. Uh, but one of the things I mentioned in talking about those, that situation is I never said get rid of those groups. And I never said those groups should not be able to say such things because I believe in freedom of speech. I believe freedom of speech is important because it tells us both about the subject of the speech and of the speaker, which tells me a lot about what's been going on lately uh, in, in some of the in one of the Trump cases. Special counsel Jack Smith has re- first he requested a gag order. See, he wanted to prevent. Donald Trump for making statements that, in his words, disparaging and inflammatory or intimidating toward any party, witness, attorney, court personnel, or potential jurors, or statements regarding the identity, testimony, or credibility of prospective witnesses. In other words, we don't want him making statements that might harm our case. Now, understand, there's a, is there a time and place for a judge to issue a gag order? Yes. But they should be, they should be very, very rare. It, generally, such gag orders are disfavored because, well, we have this whole thing called the First Amendment. This is Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech. But again, they've asked for this gag order. And uh, uh, again, if you're in a court case and you get to limit what your opponent is allowed to say in public, well, you're free to say any darn thing you want. That seems like an imbalance of justice. That seems like a violation of due process. But there's even more to it, because Donald Trump isn't simply the defendant in this case. He's not even simply the the former president of the United States, as is often pointed out. But he is an active candidate for his party's nomination for the presidency, meaning he's campaigning. And you're telling a candidate there are certain things you cannot say. Um, that would have to be very, very, very narrowly tailored to not uh, uh, be an abridgment of freedom of speech, wouldn't it? So the, Mr. Smith uh, puts in the, his motion, and and the judge looked at it, and well, the judge did say that the original gag order was far too broad. In his words, it would have criminalized Trump for invoking insults like Crooked Joe on the campaign trail. But she wasn't done. She, she did agree that uh, Trump should be have his free speech rights restricted. Well, in certain areas. For example, like criticizing the judge's long track record of political opinions. Now, according to the judge... Um, by the way, a judge who's been very involved in many J6 uh, trials, that uh, the order would prevent Trump from tainting the the D.C. jury pool. 
one that is already heavily left-leaning, uh, from intimidating witnesses and, and risking violence with his words. Again, she didn't say that he couldn't, um, he couldn't threaten judges or, or, or witnesses, that he couldn't intimidate. He simply said, you're not allowed to talk about them which is where the Trump lawyers identify that this is not an, an attempt to so much to protect the, the jury pool or the witnesses, but to silence political opponents in the middle of an election season. And according to reporting, the, the judge did not dispute the, the allegation that she is aiding the Biden administration's attempt to squelch political speech. She simply declared that Trump should not have unfettered First Amendment rights. So this judge, who has been seen being openly hostile with the Trump and his legal team, with being annoyed at the Trump and her legal team, has now said, you cannot, you cannot publicly speak, uh, point out the hostility I show toward, your, toward you. In other words, he has no, she's basically taken away a, a method of defending himself against a judge that has acted in the past in a politicized manner. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is not due process. This is this is a the, the very definition of a, an attack on due process because it isn't protecting the rights of the individual. It's protecting the rights of the government actor. Now, Trump's legal team has already said they are going to appeal the order because, again, it is, a politi it, it is criminalizing speech. It's criminalizing the expression of an opinion. But here's the interesting twist, which, and I'm not making any recommendations, but this order is illegal. Why? Because it violates the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States. This judge has, in effect, created a law that says the, uh, the, that Trump is not allowed to speak about certain things. Not, it, it's already criminal to intimidate witnesses. So there's no reason to have to have to have uh, stopped that. It is already um, uh, was it already criminal to try and tamper with a jury pool. So it's not that she does talk about risking violence with his words. Oh. In other words, we don't like his speech, so we call it violence. This is a by the way, this judge just committed a federal crime. Why? She's depriving. Uh, both Donald Trump and his his those in his legal team from rights protected from the, from the there's a deprivation of rights under color of law. She's claiming under the law to be able to tell Mr. Trump that his First Amendment rights aren't really there. That she, as a judge, as a in an office created via the Constitution and Congress, has the authority to overrule the Constitution. And this judge has a history of doing so in a political manner. Now, how, in God's name, how is Donald Trump supposed to get a free, a fair trial if the judge is already shown to be openly hostile toward him, annoyed with his legal team, is trying to prevent him from expressing those things? And if Donald Trump can't get a fair trial, how is anybody? How are all those J6 people supposed to get a fair trial in front of a judge like this? See, it's hokey pokey. It's a show. We'll dance around. We'll look and say, we'll, we'll make it look like we're actually you know, upholding the law. But it's just a show. 
We don't believe in the Constitution. We don't believe in the rule of law. We don't believe in rights. We believe in power. You want an example? Do you remember in the summer of 2020, we had riots in the streets in Washington, D.C.? We had vandalism. We had arson. uh, We had assault. And uh, how many of those people actually were charged? How many of them actually went to jail? Well, as of October 5th, um, according to the Department of Justice data, there were 658 defendants uh, of entering the Capitol illegally that have concluded, where the cases have been concluded. 399 of those defendants, or just, just under 61%, were sentenced to some, pri- some prison time. They were incarcerated for some period of time. Another 108 defendants have been, have been sentenced with home detention. Again, for entering the Capitol. We're not talking about people who, some of those, I'm sure, um, have you know vandalism charges and assault charges, but many of them simply for entering the Capitol, simply for dis, disrupting Congress because they entered the Capitol. You know, kind of like maybe uh, they would, they went in and they started pulling fire alarms. Oh, no, they weren't the ones that did that. That's right, it was Representative Bowman that did that. And while we're speaking about uh, due process and justice, um, there's already allegations that the Capitol Police withheld exculpatory evidence from defendants, including the leader of the, uh, the Oath Keepers. Yeah, he's filing charges because he's alleging uh, uh, prosecutorial misconduct. See, in our system of justice, the prosecution is required to hand over any evidence they find that is exculpatory, meaning it shows the defendant may be innocent. The, uh, that includes, by the way, the, the, the U.S. Capitol Police, if, they, if this is true, that they didn't do so, that means every, not only should this gentleman have his case thrown out, but everybody who's been convicted based on te- evidence from the U.S. should have that case relooked at. There should be an investigation because it's a crime for them to withhold evidence. If members of the U.S. Capitol Police withheld evidence, that's obstruction of justice. That is a crime. How many of you are going to hold your breath until somebody at the DOJ or the U.S. Uh, uh, Capitol Police actually gets charged with a crime? Of, of obstruction of justice. I'm not, because most of this is nothing more than a show. It's meant to look good. A perfect example comes out of Colorado. How many of you remember Jack Phillips? Remember Master Key, uh, Masterpiece Cake Shops? Do you remember that, that uh, for a decade he was fighting for his right to not be forced to speak a message he disagrees with? Not, not a question of who he will and will not sell to. It's what messages he would be forced to create. Case went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States. In 2017, said no. Um, well, actually, what this court said is uh, that the uh, the Colorado Human Rights Commission was mean to uh, M- Mr. Phillips because they didn't like his religion. Now, because of that dance, right, rather than saying, no, someone cannot be compelled to create 
perhaps to create something against their wishes. Nope, they didn't say that. They said, no. So we had more of these cases. We had 303 Creative, which was heard last year, which was decided last year, where the court finally said, no, you cannot, the state cannot coerce someone into creating a message they disagree with. So this, you have more than five years since the Masterpiece Cake Shop. We still have the, um, uh, uh, we have the 303 Creative, yet still the Colorado Civil Rights Commission has it out for Mr. Phillips. There's a, a, a transgender attorney demanded that Mr. Phillips create a pink cake with blue frosting to celebrate a gender transition. Mr. Phillips said no. He says, no, I, I, I won't do that. I don't believe in transgenderism. I will not create such a cake. So, of course, the lawyer went to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission and argued that, uh, that, that uh, it, I guess he, I can't even tell from this, believe it or not. It's, it's really bad when you can't tell. Um, I think this is a dude pretending to be a woman. That's what I think. Uh, but uh, the, got the, the, civil right, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission to agree that uh, it was discriminatory that Jack Phillips would not make a cake that he found morally and religiously objectionable. Where's the freedom of speech here? Don't care about that. This is this is Colorado. This is Colorado Civil Rights Commission. So of course it went to the uh, second judicial court, where this dishonorable judge, Mr. Jones, said, "No, no, it's it, the, the commission is is free to attack freedom of expression." Because well, it's transgenderism, and and there, there's there's not equal justice before the law. If you've got the right, you know, group, then then you get special treatment. Ladies and gentlemen, how long is Mr. Phillips going to go before he actually gets justice? Not just in a single case, but allowed to live his life how he sees fit, to express the things he agrees with, and not be coerced by the state to 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 agree with an idea he finds morally objectionable. Because this case that I just talked about, the, the transgender case, is only one in a long line of cake requests, that some of which are truly objectionable morally, to, to the point where I can't even describe, I won't, I won't describe them on the radio. They are so vile. And every time he says, no, I won't do that, it seems someone takes him to the Colorado Human Rights Commission, which is really kind of hilarious since what this Colorado Commission is actually denying human rights. He, they're denying Mr. Phillips the right to say, no, I will not do something I find morally objectionable. You cannot compel me. I give Mr. Phillips a, a you know all full marks for intestinal fortitude for putting up with these attacks for so many years. Because what we've seen is judicial hokey pokey. Oh, the, the courts went through this and, and the court did their little dance. The Supreme Court did their little dance. And of course, like I said, they didn't actually find the root of the manor. They simply took the, the cheap and easy way out, which left Mr. Phillips open to more intimidation. It's come back and said, oh, no, you can't do this. But yet these this Colorado Civil Rights Commission is still doing it. Tell me, where are the consequences for the Colorado Civil Rights Commission? You know, I don't know what the civil version of malicious prosecution is, but this certainly seems to be uh, malicious lawsuits. Th these are these are people using, attempting to use the law to intimidate someone to capitulate, 
Where is the justice? We don't have any. Because our judicial system isn't about justice anymore. It's about a show. It's about putting on a dance, doing a hokey pokey, and uh, uh, then saying that's good enough because, well, we made it look good. We, we, we played our dance, and the fact that justice has not yet been found, well, that's somebody else's problem. See, injustice in the name of a judicial system isn't justice. It's, it's worse than justice. It's the denial of due process. It's a denial of a fundamental right that we all have. And it's destructive, not just to the individual, but to society. I've taken another break. Before I go, though, you know, I get to the end of some of these days and, man, I am burnt. You know, I have a hard time focusing, trying to, to, to get done what I need to get done. And that's when I reach for healthy cells, focus, and recall. It helps boost my short-term focus and my long-term brain power using nothing but vitamins. That's right. No caffeine, no sugar, vitamins. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order of Focus and Recall or anything from Healthy Cell. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop for more details. Basically, go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud, and as a thank you, you get 25% off your first order. In 2008, People could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. 
Welcome back, Everyday Americans. Rejoin the Constitution Study. Today we're talking about the judicial hokey pokey. Uh, the idea of justice just being a dance now rather than actually seeking true justice. We come up with all sorts of names and euphemisms and, and seem to do everything we can to avoid, well, actual justice. Which kind of brings you to a, a question, kind of a, a chicken and an egg moment. Which came first? You know, you've heard the story, the question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I wonder which came first, judicial hokey pokey or corrupt government? I think that's a trick question. I think they both grew up together. Because as we've seen politicians not suffer the consequences of their actions, we've seen more corruption in government. Of course, more corruption in government leads to government actors looking for more judicial systems that are, well, they're not going to hold them accountable. Maybe that explains why, uh, according to a recent uh, AP NORC poll, 68% of Americans think Biden is corrupt. The Hunter Biden investigations have led to ethical concerns of 68% of Americans. Now, here's what I find interesting, and, and, and let me follow this a bit. Um, Yes, the Hunter Biden laptop story started near the end of the 2020 presidential campaign. It was October of 2020 when the laptop came out. You're just realizing about the corruption of Joe Biden then? Or is it just the investigations that have led to ethical concerns about President Biden? I mean, let's face it, there are, there's, there's often in the news um, talks of, of corruption, and, and it's interesting how sometimes they're poo-pooed or they're you know, overblown based on political standpoint. But again, if we're talking about a, a judicial system, a, a system that is supposed to be designed to seek justice, then um, when Joe Biden admitted that he got a prosecutor fired, that he used American taxpayer dollars in, in a form of a loan guarantee to get a, a politician in another country fired. Um, by the way, a, a prosecutor that was uh, going after the company his son worked for. This is not speculation. There is video evidence of Mr. Biden saying, you know, if you don't get this guy fired, I'm leaving in six hours. If you don't get this guy fired, um, you're not getting your money. And as he put it, SOB, the guy got fired. And just now we're seeing this corruption. Now, I want you to think about this. What if, now, Mr. Biden has a 50 year career, political career, 50, 5 0. Did he suddenly become this grifter overnight? He woke up that morning and said, I'm going to use federal money to get my to, to protect my son um that just suddenly happened or could it be that little things led to big things in policing it's called the broken windows theory and it is best exemplified by Rudy Giuliani in New York City and I sorry I cannot remember his uh police commissioner's name uh Carrick I think they I'm not sure about the name but they said listen if we deal with the small crimes, then those people are less likely to commit the big crimes, right? If you 
Um, if you're if you're in jail for jumping the turnstile on the subway, you're not on the street to commit the the mugging or or other more serious crimes. Deal with the small things before they get to be big things. I think this makes a lot of sense. But for so often we've excused, and I don't simply mean the political scene. I don't simply mean the political parties. I don't even mean the politicians' government. I mean we the people have played this own game of hokey pokey. Sure, how do I know this? I can prove it to you right here, right now. Answer this question. How can you tell when a politician is lying? I'm pretty sure everyone out there had some variation of their lips were moving. Yet we the people, higher people we know are lying to us. That's our own version of hokey pokey. You take an oath to support the Constitution. You violate that oath. But okay, we'll play the hokey pokey dance because you're a donkey or you're an elephant or you're promising me goodies and we'll play this game. And justice is lost. And the same politician said, listen, I got away with a small lie. Maybe I can get away with a bigger lie. Or simply says, listen, a bigger opportunity to lie. He says, well, I got away with it before. Why should it be any different now? It's this dance of, you know, we don't hold anybody accountable. We don't seek justice. And it's not just the politician. It's not just the judges. It's not just the, the, uh, uh, the attorneys. It is all of us. Every one of us that looked at a situation and rather than seeking justice, sought revenge. Sought to get the other, we got to get the other side. The other person cannot win because um, it'd be terrible. So we have now a situation where the president of the United States, a person that most people in the United States believe is the most powerful man in the world, he's not. And 68% of Americans think he's corrupt. I'd love to see how many, what percentage of people think he's inept, cognitively, cognitively, uh, uh, not all there. He has a cognitive deficit. But he is the president. He's been tasked with executing the laws of the United States. By the way, something he's been an abject failure at, but he's still there. And at this point, he's still likely, he's still the leading nominee for the leader for, for the Democratic nomination to be president for four more years. You put your right foot, your right politician in, you take your right politician out, you put the other politician in, and you shake them all about. We do this hokey pokey every couple of years. And we wonder why this is a mess. It's not simply because of the judges or the politicians. It's because of us. We put up with this. We watch them play this game and dance this dance and act as if nothing happened. Or more importantly, we act as if donkeys and elephants or individuals are more important. We had to have Joe Biden because Donald Trump was going to destroy the, destroy the country. We have to have Donald Trump now because Biden's destroying the country. And we play this game. We do this dance. And we don't actually pay attention to, wait a second, are either of them supporting the Constitution of the United States? You want more hokey pokey? 
So the department, I'm sorry, the, the National Archives was working with the Trump administration about some documents that um, uh, I guess people didn't think he should have. The question of whether or not the president has the ability to declassify them, you have the the National Archives is working with the previous administration, as they've done with prior administrations, regarding records that may or may not be, uh, should be best held by the, uh, the previous administration or by the National Archives, at which point the FBI raids Mr. Trump's home. Wow. That, all right? So, I mean, people went nuts over that. Um, then, a few months later, it was discovered, guess what? Not only does President Biden have documents. By the way, documents he could not declassify because they come from his time as vice president, even before that, when he was senator, when he didn't have the power to declassify them. And, and he had multiple places where he stored these documents. Many of them were unsecure, unlike the, the Mar-a-Lago, where uh, the National Archives asked the Secret Service to change the locks on where these documents are stored, and the Secret Service complied. So you have this dance. So now we have a new dance. Now that the the elephants are in charge of the House, they're looking at an impeachment query into President Biden. Now, what I call this a dance. Well, the previous president was impeached, not once, but twice. And of course, there was no real evidence that led to the impeachment. It was a political move. So I know there's at least some politics in what's going on here. Now, these, the, the House committees are looking to several things, including, uh, yes, uh, the, the potential of, of Joe Biden using his power as vice president to uh, peddle his influence. But they're also looking at this document scandal, the, doc, the mishandling of classified documents. By the way, something that um, a previous Secretary of State by the name of Hillary Clinton, the FBI just basically whitewashed and said, no, no one would actually charge her with, with mishandling uh, classified information, even though the law says, uh, yeah, you do, but you know, we don't care about that. Now, as I said, this is a little bit of, of hokey pokey. Why? Because everybody knows that even if, the, even if President Biden is indicted, the, House, the Senate is not going to convict him. Why? Because we all know the, the House is controlled by the Republicans, so they might get an impeachment, but the, um, the Senate, which would try the impeachment, um, that's controlled by the Democrats, and everyone expects the, the, the majority of the Democrats, not all of them, to circle the wagons around their presidential candidate. Now, does that mean I think the House should not go ahead with the impeachment? No, I am all for this impeachment investigation. Uh, I'm all for it because you don't do the right thing because you know you're going to win. You do the right thing because it's the right thing. But to me, the hokey pokey is, I wonder how many Americans would have looked at the information, have looked at this, you know, this, let's take the 68% of Americans that think Biden is corrupt. How many of them would vote for, for uh, electors for him in 2024? How many? How many people are going to uh, just continue, you know, the, the, they look at the, at the, as more and more evidence comes out of, of, in, of influence peddling, of mishandling classified documents, but they don't care. It, they have to, to go with whoever the donkeys say, because if they don't get the donkeys, you might get President Trump again, and oh my God, that's the end of the world. You see what I mean about the hokey pokey? It's a dance.
We're dancing around the issues. The president is the chief executive. His job is to execute the laws of the United States. Look at the candidates. Have they executed the laws they were required to? If the answer is no, why are we playing this dance of, well, we got to vote for them anyway because the other side is evil? It's not simply due process. It's actually become such a part of our society that we play these games every few years where we uh, excuse the, the bad actions of our side, we deride the good actions, we, or we ignore the good actions of the other side because this has all turned into a game. It's turned into a dance. It's not about governing. It's not about representing. It's not about fulfilling your oath to support the Constitution of the United States. It's about the dance. It's about the game and the games we play. And the sad part is the games we play have led to the destruction of many of our rights. Sure, the First Amendment says still says you have the right to freely speak. Well, that is unless you are the political opponent of the president in a court that has shown political bias. You have the right to express yourself the way you want. That is, unless you happen to be a cake baker or a photographer or or a um, a web host, a web designer that expresses an idea contrary to certain political opinions. Sure, you have the right if you meet the qualifications to run for president. Well, that is, unless you happen to be of the opposing party, in which case you don't believe anybody should have that chance. We talk a good game about justice. We talk about being the land of the free and the home of the brave. But let's face it, we've, we've traded our freedom for a bowl of pottage. We have exchanged our essential rights for the false promise of a temporary safety. And we are suffering the consequences. And the only solution is to do the hard thing. It may be simple, but it's not easy. But if we don't do it, then rights disappear. So what is the hard thing? Well, how about start with how many of you actually know what the Constitution actually says? I've been in a, in a very long conversation, email conversation with a gentleman who claims he knows what the Constitution says, but misquotes it regularly. How many of you have taken the John Jay Challenge? How many of you have read and studied the Constitution to teach yourself and the rising generation to be free? He gave us a very good reason why. He said, by knowing your rights, you'll be better prepared to defend and assert them. How many of you have done that? Now, maybe you're just going to pick up a copy of the Constitution and read it. By all means, I think that's a great idea. I'd also love to see maybe a small group get together and actually study the Constitution, read through it, try to dissect it, understand it. How do we apply it? Maybe some of you want to go deeper. Maybe you want to get into a deep dive. Maybe you're going to going to read one of my books about the Constitution. Maybe you'll become a, a Constitution study patriot. The point is, if we want to stop playing stupid games, if we want to stop winning stupid prizes, we have to stop playing stupid games. And that means stop playing the hokey pokey. Stop dancing around pretending to be worried about justice and freedom and liberty. Be brave enough to stand up when others are too cowardly to stand. As I frequently say, America has ceased to be the land of the free because we are no longer the home of the brave. We're afraid. 
It's time, if we want America to be the land of the free again, well then the, the, we must return to being the home of the brave, which means we stand up for justice. Not for adjective justice, just plain justice. We, we, we grant those we disagree with the same rights we want for ourselves. See, when we are brave enough to allow ideas, our ideas to be challenged, to, to understand that we may be wrong and listen to the other side, to grant them the very same rights we wish to have ourselves. When we're that brave, we will be the land of the free. It won't be easy. It won't be quick. It's not going to be done in this election, this decade, or maybe even my lifetime. But it will be done as long as the American people are brave enough to stand up and seek justice. And I hope that search includes coming back here every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time to hear the Constitution Study on America Out Loud Talk Radio heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio, and you can find them on your favorite podcast app. But do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave the episodes ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But as I said before, it's not enough to simply know that they're there. Knowledge is not power until it is put in action. So do the action. Share the news. Share the podcast. Share the, the website. Share the links. And share the blessings of liberty. <laughs>